Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 120, The Spit Up. My name is Jessie Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach, a 16-year military wife, and a mother of six. I love working with flowers, playing games, and going to the movies, and I'm a huge fan of my husband and kids, sleeping in, and everything about food. I have created this podcast as a free resource for military wives who want to improve the experience that they are having while their service member is deployed. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you're in the right place. So some of you I know will be intrigued by the title of this podcast episode, but I think the timing is going to be perfect. And I have talked about this before on the podcast. So some of this, this will be a review for some of you, but I think that uh, this is just a timely message. And so I decided I wanted to share it again in possibly a little bit more concise way that you could listen to quickly to pep talk you for the holidays or even share it easily with people who might need this message as well. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving and this concept of the spit up and living with spit up and dealing with family members who spit up (laughs) is especially timely during the holidays, but it is going to be helpful in your relationships at any time of year. So let me tell you what this means so that you are not confused anymore of what I'm talking about with family members spitting up. That doesn't make sense, but I'm going to tell you how it does. So I have a trick for you. I have a a metaphor, if you will, or an analogy. I don't know which one it is actually. (laughs) When we are having relationships with people, we've decided to have a relationship with someone, keep them in our life, even though they do certain challenging things. They may behave a challenging way, speak a challenging way, have challenging opinions, challenging habits, something. They do something that bothers you, but you are not in a position to just not be around this person. They're usually in your family or they're a close friend that you know that you'll be around, even if it's just once a year, even if it's just at Thanksgiving or just at Christmas or two times a year or whatever, you still want to have a way to think about how you're going to be around this person and not be driven crazy by their challenging, annoying, somewhat undesirable behavior, whatever that is. This is the trick that I have for you is to think of it this way. So I want to start by describing the scenario of a baby spitting up. This is where I get the spit up from. And when you think about it, what's really happening is that one human being is throwing up on another human being. I mean, I know it's not always on you, but it often does get on you because it happens usually when you're burping them or whatever, right? But they're so cute and they don't know any better and they don't mean to. And you can quickly clean it up and move on with life and you you expect them to spit up for the most part. Not, not all babies spit up, some spit up more than others, but it's not unusual, it's not out of the ordinary. You just plan on the fact that when I feed my baby and burp them, there's a really good chance they'll spit up and then even there's a chance they'll spit up really randomly, even not in a predictable way. Um, Even if they ate an hour ago, they might just randomly spit up. Babies do that sometimes and no one thinks, what is happening? What has gone wrong? I can't believe they're doing this. They were supposed to stop. I thought they'd never do that again, right? Typically, we're not thinking that when a baby spits up. And so that's the first part of the analogy. I have a little bit more to do with babies, but this is the perfect trick and tip to trick your brain into giving the people in your life space to do the equivalent of babies spitting up. Now your brain might resist this a little bit at first because like we already said, babies are so cute and we love them so much and so easily. And technically they don't know any better and can't control it. But here's what I would like to invite you to think. When you practice 
this trick and spend time thinking in this moment, this is the, this person can't do any better. This is the best they have to offer me. And I don't want to be frustrated with them anymore. And I don't want to be surprised or annoyed or shocked by their behavior. And I want to decrease drama in my life, right? If you give yourself this little trick where you just say, oh, that's the spit up. Oh, they just spit up, right? Like, and you're just, you're not saying this out loud because that would probably freak them out, <laughs> but you're thinking this in your head. And what that little code word, that spit up code word is going to remind you to do is that you want to think differently about this scenario so that you don't have to feel so miserable. That's a really important part of this trick is that the work that we're doing in this moment with this trick is so that you get to feel better, so that you feel less miserable or less annoyed or less frustrated when you're around this person because you've decided to be around them. Another thing that's always available to you is just to not be around this person anymore. But in this scenario, it's typically someone that you're not willing to make that decision about. You're not willing to just not be around this person anymore. And so if you're going to have this person in your life, again, whether that be two days a year or two days a week or every day or whatever, you want to be less miserable. You want to even enjoy them. You want to feel less annoyed. You want to be less frustrated. And this trick is for you. It's not to let them off the hook for this behavior you don't prefer. It's not to minimize anything. It's just to benefit you so that you can feel better, have less drama, and just move on very quickly from these random moments of undesirable behavior. Just like we do when a baby spits up. I want to remind you that when a baby spits up, you don't tell your friends about it. You don't sit and stew over the fact that they spit up. You don't have a lot of mind drama and and you're not surprised and you're not shocked. And it's just, it's barely even a blip on your radar. Now, what's important about that is it is a big deal. When babies spit up on you, that's a big deal. Again, it's a human throwing up on another human, which is one of the least desirable activities we ever want to be a part of, right? Fewer bodily fluids, the better. (laughs) And so that's why I love to use this analogy. Some people resist it a little bit, like I said, because babies are so cute. But I love this analogy because you're never going to be like, throw up on me again. I loved that, right? This is very undesirable behavior coming from this baby. And yet it is barely, again, for the most part, barely a blip on your radar. So there's magic there. And I want to explain that just one more layer of this. The second part of the analogy is really understanding why there's no drama when a baby spits up. No, little to no drama. (laughs) And that is what you're thinking about the fact that the baby spit up. You're thinking that's what babies do. There she goes again. Oh, she spit up. Let me wipe it up. Let me take care of it. Let me minimize it. Let me manage it. You know, whatever it is you're thinking. And what you're not thinking is, like I already mentioned, I can't believe she did that again. I can't believe that, that, you know, I thought that they were never going to do that again. I hate when they do that. You know, like we just don't spend a lot of time on that because it's not going to change anything. They're still going to spit up the next time you feed them and burp them. And we know this. We've accepted this undesirable behavior that they do. And we're not trying to change it. And in fact, we know that they will grow out of it. So that's helpful. And that's one thing that we don't always have with maybe the adults around us or the the relationships we're we're working on that aren't with babies. (laughs) But we don't need that part. We don't need to know that they'll grow out of it. When we get to that place where we just accept that this person will act in the way they have pretty much always acted and we plan on it and we realize it's out of our control and we realize that we can't change it And we realize that we don't want to do pretty much the only thing in our control, which is to, again, not be around this person. Now, a couple of caveats here is there's always space for you to request that the person stop doing the behavior. There's always room for that. 
But for the most part, the type of behavior I'm describing is probably not going to change. Even if they hear your request and they want to change, this is typically something that this is part of this person's habits or personalities that is not going to be easily changed. And they may even disagree with you that the way they're behaving is a problem. So whether it's well-received or not, you're welcome to make the request. But I think the most success lies in you learning how to have this not be a big issue for you when it occurs. The other caveat I would like to add here is that this is for, again, annoying and less than desirable behaviors, not for abusive behaviors or dysfunctional behaviors or things that we would need boundaries around. This, and I'm going to give you a couple examples. I just have one more thing I want to share. So I just want to add that caveat here that I am not trying to say, be around someone who is treating you in unacceptable ways. Unacceptable and undesirable are two very different words. I'm talking about annoying and undesirable behavior, not unacceptable behavior. So that's important to say. Okay, the last little piece I want to share with you, and then I'll give you an example before we close. This is going to be a quick episode because, again, I want you to be able to listen to it, to get ready for your Thanksgiving family feast tomorrow and be at your best. And also, I want it to be easily shareable and listenable by your friends or anyone you think that would benefit from this message. So the final piece of it is when I came up with this trick, my youngest was still a baby and was definitely my baby who spit up the most out of all my babies. So there's a reason that this really identified with me and and just came to me easily. And one of my favorite parts about this is the way I would watch other people interact with my baby when she would spit up. And it really showed me even the final layer of this trick. So I knew my baby was going to spit up. I was implementing the spit up trick on actual spit up. And again, it can be implemented on all kinds of undesirable behavior. So I knew how to easily manage my mind around her spit up. I knew she was going to do it. I had my burp cloth ready to just quick wipe it up, move on, right? I planned on it. I was not surprised by it. I did not expect anything more of her. I knew how to just manage the spit up, acknowledge it, accept it, whatever, take care of it and move on. Because that's what that's the kind of relationship I wanted with my baby. I did not want to be sitting around thinking about how she spit up on me 20 minutes ago or how she spit up on me four times today. I didn't even want to ever think about the spit up when it wasn't happening. Right when it happened, I would think about it for a second, manage it, move on, right? So I would, she's very cute. She was a very cute baby. And people would ask if they could feed her. And I would say, oh, sure. You know, I would be sitting down getting ready to feed her a bottle or something. And my dad or a friend or someone would say, oh, can I feed her? And I'd say, sure. And I would say, now let me warn you, she spits up a lot. And every time you burp her, she's going to have like a big spit up. And they, oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah, for sure. But they weren't as experienced as me with feeding her and with this trick. And they would forget. And I would hand them a burp cloth and I'd say, yeah, if you just hold the burp cloth like this when you're burping her, it'll be no problem. And they said, oh yeah, okay, okay. And then (laughs) they would forget or, or they wouldn't, you know, they would think, oh, I bet she won't spit up this time. Or they would forget or they wouldn't believe me or whatever. And they would feed her and then they'd sit her up to burp her and they would the burp cloth would be behind them or on the ground or whatever. They, were, they weren't being intentional and conscientious like I learned how to be and like I instructed them to be, which makes sense. And then she would spit up and it would get all over their clothes and their hands and the carpet and the furniture because they didn't have that burp cloth ready. And not only that, not only would the spit up get everywhere, but they would also kind of panic and freak out and really react to her spitting up, which was just such a contrast to the experience that I was able to have when I was feeding my baby, where I would just like the, my facial expression wouldn't even change. Cause I, 
she would just spit up and I would say, oh, there's a spit up. And I would quick wipe her up and again, move on, which is such a gift I give myself and also to her, but primarily to myself. And I I would try not to laugh, but it was a very entertaining thing to observe that contrast of experience. And that's when I learned so well this concept of the only difference between what I do and what they do is I accept it and I plan on it. I plan on the behavior and then it's like nothing. I just am able to, it takes up 10 seconds of my day and I just move on and that is what I want. So that is what I want for you guys with the people in your life who inevitably are going to do the thing that they do. That bothers you, that rubs you wrong, that you disagree with, that they're going to keep doing. It's part of them, it's part of their personality, it's part of their habits, whether, and I don't know about you, but I love to love the people in my life who I've chosen to be around and chosen to spend my time with, spend my life with, and I want to find ways to be less annoyed and to have less drama in my life. And this is such a powerful, quick, easy way to do that where I'm able to quickly identify, okay, this is not like a boundary violation. This is just something that bugs me and I get to be bugged by it, but I don't want it to be a big part of my day or a big part of our interaction. And so in my mind, I just say, oh, that's the spit up. There's their spit up. And I just move on. I just, because just by thinking that, that's me having that burp cloth there to just, oh yeah, this isn't gonna surprise me. I'm gonna expect it. I'm just gonna quick wipe it away and move on. And I don't have to tie myself up in knots over this. So I'll give you just one quick example. There's so many ways to apply this, but an easy one to share with you right now is that I have a friend who deals with some anxiousness and it's something that she's working on and at times she struggles with it more and at times she struggles with it less. And there's a few ways that her anxiousness manifests and is visible to the rest of us. I I know that she's feeling it all the time, even when we don't see it. But one way that she does it is that she repeats herself. She'll say, she'll give me the same information. And usually it's about kind of the timing of whatever we're doing. So she'll tell me three times or five times in five minutes, we're leaving at 6 p.m., right? Oh, we're leaving in 10 minutes. We're leaving at 6 p.m., right? You know, it's kind of just double checking kind of over and over that same information because she's feeling some anxiety about, you know, getting somewhere on time or having enough time to finish what we're doing. And I don't, I don't think she even realized that she does it. And it, it is a pretty small thing. And I love her and love to be compassionate with her because I know anxiety is miserable. I know that she is always working on it and working with it. And I know that that can be so miserable. And yet I'm a human and I don't, I don't want to have the same conversation with her five times in five minutes. And I found, you know, this is an example of where this was getting on my nerves, but it was bugging me that it was getting on my nerves because I knew it was a very small thing and I knew I wanted to be compassionate and patient with her. I knew she was doing her best. And as soon as I classified this little behavior thing she did as spit up, then I just moved on. It just went right past me. It's like that water rolling off a duck's back, right? Instead of it sinking in, it just rolled right off of me. She would just say the same thing again. And I would just say, yep. And we just move on. And it just stopped bugging me. Or it took it from, you know, maybe a six of bugging me down to like a two or a one, just barely, barely even you know, worth noticing, worth mentioning, worth talking about, because I knew I reminded myself, oh yeah, this is what she does when she's worried about when she's feeling anxiety. And when she's worried about the timing of whatever it is that we're doing, she repeats the same question or the same statement over and over. And so then she would do it and I'd be like, oh, there's the spit up. There it is. Yep. There it is. So then I get to feel better. 
I get to show up as the friend that I want to be. And I don't need to change her to feel better because she's not going to change. Again, she doesn't always do this. At times she's feeling better and then she doesn't do it. And at times she's feeling worse. And then even more things come out, even more, you know, visible quote unquote symptoms of what she's feeling come out. But for the most part, this is, this is one of the main ones. And it's really not even a big deal. And when I classify it as spit up, then it actually isn't a big deal. Where our brain is amazing. It can take something that isn't a big deal and turn it into a huge deal if you're not managing your mind and if you're not being intentional and if you don't have a plan and a, like a code. This is like when I tell you I have a trick for you, it's like we don't want, to, we don't really have time and we don't really want to think about a whole ad, like advanced in-depth concept when we're trying to manage our mind around people and relationships and behaviors. It's like we just need to give our brain that little code word, that little reminder, that little hint of the way we're trying to think and feel about certain things. And so your code in this moment is just like spit up. Oh, there's the spit up. And that's why I know it's gross and I know it's silly. And I know that we're talking about adults and not babies. And I know all of that, but let's not fight against it. Let's not resist it. Let's just lean in and see how good it can feel. And you just offer yourself that little reminder, that little hint of, oh, this is just spit up. That's all it is. This is spit up. You guys are going to love this. I know that you are. I know it's going to help a lot as you head into this holiday season and really all year round. And that is what I have for you today. Are you ready to take what you are learning here on this podcast to the next level? Then let's work together. I would be honored to be your life coach and help you create the life you dream about by focusing on what is always in your control, your mindset. Are you ready for everything in your life to feel different and better without needing to change any of your circumstances? Then schedule a free call with me by going on my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you. 